first, a word from our sponsor. It's your turn to look after the baby in the middle of the night, and she just will not stop crying. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. Papa's gonna sing you a lullaby. But you've blazed through every lullaby in the catalog, and your little wee babe is still not getting to bed. You've got work in the morning, and you need your beauty sleep. Introducing Barbiturate Bubbles, and for a limited time only, Barbiturate Baby Bubbles. Just the thing you and your family nights rest, no matter the age. Unwrap, chew, spit, and nod off into dreamland. It's that easy. Barbiturate Bubbles. Fast chews, fast snooze. And now, the Journal of Simon Pride. August 29th, 2015. Simon Pride is here, in house, in house in Iowa, with family in Iowa, with pride and dignity and courage intact in Iowa, and I am here. In Iowa, I am a free man, untouchable, untouched by police, untouched by law, untouched by care, untouched by you. For he's a jolly good fellow, and so say all of us. I am uncharged for my crimes I committed on the 16th of August. I killed a man in cold blood. I killed him with the butcher's knife from his kitchen. The TV screen still spouting facts about Winston Churchill. The plastic blue bowl scattering snack mix onto the tiling of the entryway and the shag carpet of the living room. Snack mix everywhere. Peanuts sweating with salt. Small, curvy pretzels hiding cleverly, swimming in the gathering pool of blood on the white tile. Other people who think they know me think they can talk to me and tell me what kind of day it is. What say you to this, O oh dear ones of the cloth? What say you to the person you thought you knew? O oh, people who claim to really and truly know me, gather to me like a flock of sheep desperate for some semblance of direction, in need of a moral shepherd, a reliable guide. O oh, people who claim to really and truly know me, gather below in your throngs and your throes, as peasants before a king, crying declarations of love and concerns for welfare. Gather before my gates and witness firsthand how you have been lied to all of this time. I am not the king you think I am, 
Make no mistake about it, ye sheep of the field, and ye peasants of the sand. I am, in fact, still king. I reign over the fields and the houses of Iowa. I make myself planted in your consciousnesses, burrowing deeper and deeper with each passing day. I am just not the king you think I am. I am not always a just king. I am not always a king of and for the people. I do not always hold your best interests at heart. Sometimes I am wrathful, full of bobbies. Sometimes I am jealous, a jealous lord with fire at his back and stars in his hands. I am not always the king you think I am. Sometimes I curse as well as praise. Sometimes I steal as well as proffer. Sometimes I slay as well as spray my seed. Meet your king. Harold doesn't know anything about the killing of Bobby Rath. He doesn't know who killed Bobby. He's just glad it happened. Karma comes back around, he told us happily in our large sitting room, bouncing up and down on the balls of his feet. What goes around comes around. It just goes to show that the universe knows what it's doing. Put good energy into the world and reap the rewards. Put bad energy into the world and be killed on your doorstep. It's a very just system, if you ask me. It all makes perfect sense, and I'm glad it happened the way it did. Penelope's eyes were wide and frantic during her husband's rationalizing. She wasn't about to divulge any information this late in the game. It wasn't like Penelope to do something like that. I knew it, too. I knew that if Harold ever found out about my role in the killing, Penelope would have run upstairs and woken him up, would have told him about it within the hour. And she hadn't. She had remained in the sitting room on that adorable red corner couch, the one with the picture of the Boston Terrier stitched into the pillow cushion. She had remained in that chair for the whole hour, from 3.30 to 4.30 in the morning of August 16th. Listened attentively, rapturously, as I described in detail how I had killed Bobby Rath. She didn't say a thing. When I was finished regaling her, she slumped further into the chair and tried to get to sleep. Even after I had turned the lamps off, I could still see her bulging, milky white eyes from the couch, searching to and fro for some sign of relief some monumental great answer 
to the thousands of questions swirling around her cranium. Today, I am making a trip to the bank. Fanny pack attached. Do not leave the house without your trusty blue fanny pack, Simon. Do not do it. The fanny pack with all the morsels, all of the little antiseptic goodies. I march outside along my designated path, following the little dotted lines that are provided for my feet. I follow these little dotted lines, one at a time, carefully and methodically. I must not wander off the charted course. I must not dilly-dally. I must not violate my parole. I repeat, I must not violate my parole. I must not be distracted by flash sails, bakery smells, waving children, screeching cars. Simon Pride has a mission today. Deposit money into savings account. Because why use an app when you have two working feet? Question time, Mr. Steve O. Jobs in HQ. Where in the app store can I find something to help me with my overwhelming anxiety regarding the innumerable apps floating around the app store? Where can I find this precious app, the app to eradicate all apps and leave us in a precious and Neanderthal state, the state of boredom and contentedness in the here? I'll give you some time to think about it, Steve-O, to really think about it. And then you can get back to me at your own earliest personal convenience. West Bank. Giant white letters. Bubble letters. Backdrop of baby blue. The Bank of the Deads. Penelope dead. Harold dead. The Bank of the Prides. Simon Pride. Mother of kings and princesses. Deborah Pride. A family allegiance. A smothering crest. An alliance. Goldsmiths. Gold keepers. Gold hoarders. The West Bank family. Maternal Paula with the graying streaks in hair and mismatched outfit, bidding me hello as I walk in. Smiling Baldy Paxton greeting me at the counter. Sweaty forehead, sleeves far too long, assisting me with money transaction. Reminding me in an annoyingly chipper way that we at West Bank in Iowa now have an app for this kind of thing. 
an app. Wow. What a revolutionary venture. Paxton, what a revolutionary venture. Dear God, tell me more. Tell me more about this little tiny box I can download to my slave drive. Tell me more, Paxton. I settle up the score. The bills have merged into the current, and they are out of my hands now. Fishies in a money stream. Silly currency trout, why do you swim away from me? Tail spin, drop. Lucrative investment. Retirement. Holiday on yacht. Future of next generation. Health insurance premiums. The gilding on your casket. The flower engraving on your headstone. The occasional hamburger. Good day, West Bank. Good day to your complimentary cookies and coffee. Well, well, well. Who do I find outside of West Bank in Iowa City but Louis Envy? The Envy Boy. My classmate through the growing up years. We would go over to each other's houses, watch movies, indulge in the snacks our mothers had prepared. Lewis was a big-time shark for a while, or so the story goes. He got thrown out of the big-time, too. Got too out of his depth. Wanted too much, and didn't get it. The sort of shit that happens to envious people. He wasn't in on the joke. Dressed in rags, filthy beard, turban on oil of sacrament head, Louis Envy paces back and forth before the stairs leading to West Bank. He mutters under his breath and points to random people and curses, tells them that they are going to hell, that they are unfaithful. The whole ordeal. Fire and brimstone mixed with delusions, insanity, a spirit gone sour with nowhere to turn but boldly outward. The inward is far too black and complicated. Lewis calls out my name and I stop to have a chat with him. I don't know why I stop. It's all just revelations nonsense, and it ends up being a waste of everybody's time. Maybe I stop just to humor him. Maybe I feel bad that no one ever gives him the time of day. Who knows? How's the beat, Lewis? I ask. Fire and mortar. This place will burn vigorously. He spits out itching his arm repeatedly, sharp nails digging into flesh. They will burn for their iniquities, but you will burn especially. Not today, Lewis. Not if the clouds continue to keep me covered. Shit! He cries impulsively. 
he grabs my shoulder and brings me into him. Do you know what 1 Timothy 6.10 says? No, Lewis, I do not, I say, shaking my head. What does that verse say? For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. He spits out each word like drops of poison he is desperate to get rid of. He points with a crooked finger to West Bank. The love of money, the temple, worshippers of the golden calf, strayers of the faith, they are in need of a harsher kind of discipline. I would occasionally see Louis Envy roaming the streets, and I knew that his plots were empty threats. Nevertheless, this did not keep me from looking into his eyes and saying firmly, Louis, don't do anything to that bank. A brood of vipers. Louis, leave them alone. I almost said, go home before I caught myself in the nick of time. Must pay for their iniquities, must pay the father dearly in blood for their ugly sins. No, I said more firmly this time. No blood, Lewis, no blood. I put an arm around his shoulder and began guiding him away from the bank and towards the crosswalk. If I get you a bite to eat, Will you calm down and leave West Bank alone? Louis Envy didn't say anything, but I could see that his mind was racing. A step in the right direction. Do you like hamburgers, Louis? I asked him. He nodded slowly, tiredly, readjusting his turban. We were making progress. Follow dotted lines on map. Eat. Talk. Keep the ones you love from violence. Learn from your sins. Save money. Save money for hamburgers. Save money for your headstone. Traverse and live in the glorious presence of the holy light. Fall and stumble and live in the nefarious dwelling of the deadly sins. Stay tuned for Simon Pride's next journal entry, September 12th, 2015, coming soon. <laughs>